Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood mass podcast. <laughs> Starting at center from UNT, live from the hashtag Luca for MVP studio, it's Jay Bonnie. What's up? What's up? We out here. Late night, Buckets. <laughs> Starting at small. Oh my forward. God, is that Arsenio Hall? <laughs> <laughs> Late night, late night, baby, with our buckets and beyond with Arsenio Hall. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with head soft forward from St. Louis University, it's Andrew the Goon Bennett. That's good. That's good. Okay. Go Bills. (laughs) Starting at point guard from UT Arlington, your host with the most, it's Ben Seibel. Wow, silence. Dead silent. I had to make my own. Dead silent for the host. Tomato, 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 tomato. Jay's got a grudge he's taking out on me with the soundboard. Look, the soundboard speaks for itself. Jay doesn't even control it. Y'all hear that? (laughs) I didn't hear anything. Oh, man. Oof. Well, anyway, all our our sound... Y'all aren't hearing any of that crazy. Nah, nah. I heard a little bit. It just didn't sound like like a. All right, well, we'll uh, we'll plug in the Apollo unit next time. Uh, (laughs) I guess I'm gonna have to just bite the bullet and learn how to use good gear. No, you're good. I'm taking I'm Uh, taking for granted. This is karma looking after me. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Another fumbled intro from a. My God. (laughs) No, you're good. Who, Who does their sound? Devry University. Like oh my gosh! Getting some, my alma mater. I, some <laughs> ITT technical institute. That's my PhD sound board, actually. Soundboard work. Uh, I got my sound engineering degree from uh, from uh, University of Phoenix. There it is. Their first and last doctor student. Uh, <laughs> Doctorate of soundboarding. I didn't um, write an essay. I wrote. I didn't, I didn't write an essay. I wrote a tweet. Like, speaking of Devry, really cool. speaking of Devry University, the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> what creature does it bry of the went, NBA. went to University of Phoenix for team building uh, oh, <laughs> roster construction coaching um <laughs> a myriad of, yeah myriad of things um as so as you can tell the the vibes aren't super great right now for the Dallas Mavericks um since we last recorded um the the maps had a couple good wins we beat the Blazers at home then we beat the Clippers, despite their 20-plus point comeback. And last night, with Luka resting, the Mavs lost to the worst team in the league, the Houston Rockets. Okay? And um, it, it's just kind of been a, a disaster on Mavs Twitter. People are just, you know, oh, this roster's trash, coaching's bad, front office needs to be, uh, held, you know, held accountable. Where where are you at after this loss? Because it's definitely disappointing um, to lose to a team that's trying to tank, and we won't let them because whenever <laughs> whenever we play tanking teams, the tanking teams get the dub for some reason. So wh- where are you guys at with this? Not a big deal. It's just kind of a fluke loss, or, or more of the same. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I. I... I'm a little bit more frustrated. I'm equally frustrated with the loss. I'm equally frustrated with Lucas sitting out for rest. 
it's <laughs> like what like what is this load management error like the the mvp race is opening up the the headline is developing where luca is is not only high usage tank, last last night was the everything. biggest last night was the strongest case for his mvp candidacy Great. Good point. Good point. Without Luca, we got a G League team that loses to the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what the yeah. case was. I, yeah. I, I didn't think about it like that. That's a good that's a, good a galaxy brand. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Jay Bonnie will not rest until Luca's ACL explodes. <laughs> oh that's right. That's right. Ninety <laughs> percent usage rate. <laughs> Jack up that just a hundred percent usage rate. Yeah, yeah. And I sent y'all a stat that um that like Magic Johnson and Jordan didn't miss any games or whatever. I was horribly mistaken on that. <laughs> like, that is not that is not close to the truth. I was it, oversight, uh formatting oversight, but yeah. Uh Jay was looking at the wrong spreadsheet. It's okay. Yeah, I, I told these guys that, that like the all the greatest sense. players never missed a game for like their first few years. Uh not true, but the truth is that the narrative is developing that there's a load management uh, era that we're that we're seeing ourselves victims in as fans. You know, we're seeing more people talk about how kids are being disappointed going to see their favorite players and no one's there. Before last night, Luca was the last MVP candidate, the last like like the last god tiered player in the league who didn't miss a game. So I mean, I don't know. Um, He's on another. I, I, I level. don't like the load manage. I I really think that this is it's, it's kind of like stocks to where you like everybody will be having you know like demand will be high in a certain area. Like right now, right now it's like it's hip to miss a bunch of games and stuff and, and to like put up forty points, but then chill afterwards. You know, whereas you know maybe back in the day putting up forty points was kind of it seems like that's happening way more, way way more so like you know silver era. The, uh, versus you know we were growing up and things but i don't know i mean if you look at this way here's to not to we're getting into load management and not necessarily True. yeah kind of off topic but, <laughs> no 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 but, but i but to touch on it like last night was our 14th game of the season that's his first it, yeah yeah and it's his first game sitting out if he misses one out of every 14 games that's 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 a win right like that's yeah that's an unequivocal like sweet like we did it we he because because i think i'd have I, I gotta do some quick math here quick but math. i think that means he only misses like seven games out of the season six Less or not six five, not six yeah. games yeah he would miss six games that's stellar for a <laughs> for an mvp candidate that means he's, me he's, the ledge, yeah. yeah so the load management is not concerning to me at all um yeah uh it it's what really sucks about this is we are talking after we went two and one with two wins against the clippers and the trailblazers trailblazers are currently uh number one in the west so we beat the number one team in the west and we beat the clippers who are struggling a bit out of the gate but who largely like we consider to be a playoff caliber team. Like Ben, you had them as their, as the number one overall team in the West. Um, So like we, we had two wins against quality opponents and, and a, and an ugly, ugly, ugly loss against Houston. 
but it feels like we took three L's this week. Yeah. <laughs> and and good. and I think and the reason for that is that the Clippers and Portland wins, even though they were wins, followed the same trend we have seen all season long, which is the Mavericks build up a lead. The Mavericks have a chance to put the game away. And inevitably <laughs> it slips away. The fourth quarter gets away from us. Um, the fourth quarter against actually against the Trailblazers, we actually did better than probably expected based on our based on how things have gone this season. Dinwiddie had to hit like four threes in a row. Yeah, it still it still follows this track of like, man, I wish we could win a game by 10, 15 points. Like, could we win a game comfortably? Could Luca rest during the fourth quarter for once? And inevitably, I, I tweeted out yesterday in the Clippers game, because it early on, I think we heard JaVel McGee would be out and Reggie Bullock was improbable. Uh, and Reggie Bullock eventually did start and had a great game. One of his, his probably the best game he's had all, all year. But I tweeted, oh my gosh, maybe we can get like a 30-point win with JaVel and Reggie riding the bench because they have been largely the two biggest glaring spots on our starting lineup or in our in our lineup and we jump out to like a 25 point lead in the first half and inevitably we blow it and we have to we have to squeak out a win by two luca has to again luca for mvp candidacy going strong luca has to pull some some magician bs to win that game and it's incredible it's the highlight all over the place on uh on wednesday morning but it's still some bs that we had to have that to win the game it's not hitting um, the same either is it it's it's not hitting the same no because uh, now it just feels like uh like again it feels like again, again. it doesn't feel like again yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah, I, yeah all these games are like you said are stressful because luca you know to all his credit he's getting off to these great starts, but then nobody's there to help him out in the third and the fourth quarter. Nobody's there to, to, to knock down the shot, to help cushion that lead to, um, to make life easier on him because he's doing all the ball, like all the primary ball handling, he's getting everybody open as can be. He's, you know, crashing the lane. Um, and I, and I think like <laughs> wins like these, that, the, that we're getting it seems like all of our wins are just a like, stressful like you know um get a big lead you know it gets down to single digits uh, in the end then we have to squeak it out that's not a consistent that that's not a formula that i don't think we can get away with past the midway point of the season because at that point we're gonna wipe out luca luca's energy because he's putting the team on his back for for all these games and then you know like soon enough the somebody has to step up so that doesn't um blow up in our faces like oh like this is normally when luca saves us like well luca's like wiped out from saving you the past 50 games so you know um yeah it's i think that loss in houston versus houston I, i think there's there's different layers to it obviously this is supposed to be christian wood's revenge game and he had a he had a pretty good game but um 
every, everyone on that Rockets team that apparently he didn't vibe with, all these young guns that are kind of up and comers, they like went after him on offense. Like they like they saw him on defense, like, all right, here, here come like I, I'm about to eat right now, right? Like I'm about to embarrass this guy because he thought he was all that and, and you know, whatever. <clears throat> so there's a lot of mental uh, like, you know, funk that he might be in for that game. Um, but really, in a game like that, without Luca, we're just depending on Dinwiddie and Christian Wood and maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. to get most of the scoring. And, like, Mission Dinwiddie, accomplished. They did most of the scoring. They did most of the scoring, but there's they're, uh, they're not supported in a way, like, because there's only Dinwiddie that can dribble and play make. So you're hoping that Reggie, Dorian, or Maxi can have like a decent game, like a 12-point game. But a lot of them have been put like, you know, bringing up zeros in the scoring department in some of these games. So it's just, it's just, there's a lot of um, frustrated fans saying, you know, what is like Reggie offering to this? He's doing, people are saying he's doing a lot of cardio. And I, and I think what's tough is like, the one thing he supposedly does really well, it's 32 hard to minutes measure. of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's 32 hard to, minutes of cargo cardio last night. It's, it's hard to measure. Like, uh, I guess you look at his defensive rating, but that's apparently what he's on the floor for. But if he's not scoring, we're playing like three on five or two or two on five, depending on what our lineup is like. So I, I think after this loss, after seeing that our, you know, our guys can't beat the Rockets without Luca. I, I mean, we already had a feeling, but now it we're, it's confirmed. Without Luca, we need help. Like Luca <laughs> needs some more help. Maybe some tra- like a trade or or something. I, okay, okay. I guess turn turn on the trade machine. Yeah. It's... But before I go on too much rant, there's a couple of suspects when it comes to a loss like this, and 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 ultimately, there's also suspects in the sense of the way we're winning games too. Um, do you think we're having the season we've had so far because of coaching or do you think it's um, more front office related? Um, so Ben, this based- actually, this perfectly leads into my multiple choice question. Oh, okay. My exam question. This is the, this is the, this is the test quite the, the uh, GRE SAT test question I had for you guys. And it, and it is, what is the problem? What is the problem in Dallas? What is what what stinks to high heaven? Um, so you got four choices here. Simple, four, four part, multiple choice. Um, obviously, you know, there is no select all option. There is no there is no all of the above option. There is no um, I want A and C or I want B and D. <clears throat> you gotta pick one. So option A, what's the problem? Is it Reggie Bullock and and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dorian? The role players just need to heat up. Role role players just need to heat up. That's option. You know, that Reggie seems Bullock, to be Reggie Coach, Bullock. Uh, kids' explanation is like, <laughs> oh, we just have to make shots. If we just make shots, we just gotta make shots. Once guys start making shots, you know, things things will turn around. That's that's your option A. It seems, and yeah, it seems Jason Kidd has selected that option. Um, option B. We're still figuring out lineups. There are lineup changes we might need to do. We're going to tweak who's starting. This is kind of the big, the big question mark around Christian Wood. Um, 
Josh Green started for the first time last night. So maybe it's just we need to figure out what the rotations are going to be, and then we'll be we'll be golden. You know, it's the season's still early. We're 14 games in. We we're st- we still need to tweak the lineups a little bit. Okay, that's option B. Option C. Jason Kidd is actually a bad coach. <laughs> um, much has been made of the uh, mm. Jay Kidd does not call timeouts when teams are making runs on the Mavs. And last year they did a cute little thing, and it kind of worked. It worked on us where it was like, look, they're a young team, and they need to figure out how to handle this stuff on their own without me bailing them out with a timeout. Well, we're now in year two, and they they still need help. They're still, we're still blowing 20-point leads, so maybe it's time to use the timeouts. But that's one example, but option C is Jason Kidd is actually not very good at his job. Um, And D, D. Um, (laughs) I almost... Mm, I kind of want to include Nico in this. I wrote Mark Cuban is broke off crypto and can't afford to pay anyone is option D. Um, You could also include an option D that Nico Harrison is not great at team building or roster construction, but just option D is essentially the front office has failed us. That that's the the gist of it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Cuban has lost his shirt in crypto um i would actually prefer that because that might hasten him selling the franchise oh Uh, this has nothing to do with like basketball related reasons i just i just would love for him to to sell the franchise but a (laughs) role players got to step up and start making shots b we're still figuring out lineups we got to tweak who's in the starting lineup we got to tweak who's coming off the bench you know all that stuff c j kid is a bad coach or d the front office has failed us Jay Bonnie, what is your answer? What are you going with? What what bubble are you filling in with your number two pencil? My answer, my final answer is D. I'm going D. I'm going D. Big D. Big, big D, D for D Dallas. DFDA. Big D for Dallas. Yeah. Big D for Donches. Yeah. Um this this just is not um this is this isn't this isn't working bro uh, <laughs> all the all the fire free agent moves like flying just flying like i mean we got Luca, but but i mean okay kp sniped him great trade but this last summer dude with all the fireworks going on around us um yeah i mean christian wood is nice but but dude no this isn't working. This isn't working. And really, you you gotta we gotta just bust the cal- calendar out and go back and, and you just gotta go back in time, bro. We don't have Brunson anymore. We, I mean, like like who do we like? We lost Seth. We lost you know like we had Jay Rich for a year. <clears throat> like you know who's on IG live more than he was in practice. <laughs> you know like. <laughs> this this hasn't worked out dude and and luke is gonna lebron james us, and he's gonna be our friend and we're gonna we're gonna Mm. we're gonna be pointing at mark's broke crypto ass because by then lord only knows where (laughs) who knows where that's gonna be by then you know so uh Mm. yeah Mm -mm -mm. my answer is d i'm blaming the front office uh yeah Mm. nico 
we gotta Ben Ben where where are you at as much as I want to uh I feel like the a lot of the narrative on on mass Twitter is oh the role players just need to step up uh they need to heat up you know they're they're due or whatever um I think the loss versus Houston kind of shows you you can't polish a turd We've, we've brought up turd polishing on the pod before. Um, and ultimately, I we think need... we, we were saying these exact things last November, last year, right? Last yeah. November, the exact same stuff. Exactly. You, you could queue up a pod <clears throat> from December 2nd and it would be it's depressing. shockingly similar. It, I, yeah, it was really, um, I think ultimately, I think Jake, Jake Kidd it obviously isn't the best coach and we're starting to see that, but he can only do so much with the talent that's there. And he's stuck with a lot of one dimensional players. You've got Maxi, you've got Dorian, you've got Reggie, all of whom are apparently good on defense, but they don't offer much on offense and they're scared to shoot. Um, and then Christian but Wood. It, okay. Okay. Is Jason Kidd innocent and free of guilt? when it comes to the no no i don't i don't think he's free of guilt i think what the, the reason i choose d also is the front office um used their free agent money to get javel mcgee who is j kid's boy from the laker days and we almost immediately we like we realized that's not a good fit on paper like oh bigger wingspan like he's gonna give more alleys for luca It'll be, you know, finally have defense in the paint. He's doing none of those things. And that's where all our money went. <laughs> and it wasn't just, a ton of money. It was $5 million. But the yes, limited money yeah. that we have, we spent on the wrong person. And it, like, it already is very clear he doesn't fit. Um, so I, part of the, the front office is um, cleaning up the, the mess that Donnie left. And we'll see what happens with this Christian Wood thing. But I'm afraid we're too tied. We're if we I don't know. I, I just okay. feel like we're too short, attached. Short to answer. Goal. I got a short answer exam question for you guys. Short answer, or maybe just or fill in the blank. We will give we will stop blaming Donnie Nelson in six months, in twelve months. At what point does the grace period end for Nico Harrison? Because, because I agree with you. He he has been tidying up and tying off loose ends from the from the Donnie Nelson era. But JaVale McGee is all him. Christian Wood is all him. He was here and had the opportunity to re-sign Jalen Brunson last year. So, like we we are starting to get a track record. We are starting to get data to well, suggest. Well, yeah. Well, well, my only knit with that is that Jalen seemed like he was very determined to leave regardless of whether we would offer him anything. He wanted to do his own thing. So I, yes. I, I don't, I don't blame Nico for that. I think we could have made more of an effort, but it seemed like his mind was made up regardless. I, that is true. <clears throat> Ting McMahon was out just earlier this week saying again, like 12 months ago, the beginning of last season, they could have extended Jalen for much cheaper than he eventually got extended and we didn't tender an offer to him. We didn't try to extend him. So yes, there is there there's 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 layers to this. 
but again, but the short fill in the blank, how much, how much time before we remove the Donnie Nelson crutch for them? Jay? Jay, you're, you are muted. You're muted. Dude, buddy. we are in year three of, of <laughs> Zoom calls, my guy. <laughs> nice. Sure well, is. <laughs> I mean, I had a whole, I was just, I had like, I was like 10 minutes into a, uh, I know there's only three seconds, but I was 10 minutes into a monologue there. My, um, <laughs> yeah, with, with, with that track record, man, the, the Brunson thing is a great point. Uh, I give him one more move until he messes this mm. up, which, which kind of means. So trade I, deadline. Yeah. I think this summer. So, so yeah, I mean, there's going to be, you know, a lot of sparks flying, I guess, for, you know, February, early February, mid February. Right. And then going into the summer, but I think going into the summer, at, you know, we'll see where the Mavs are doing. That's going to be a whole roller coaster in itself. Kind of a separate thing to free agency. That's more of, um, you know, that's a lot of off, off, um, off season excitement. A lot of like hardcore fan excitement. But you know, that kind of means that as the season ends, there's going to be more pressure on him. I think that's when we're going to start seeing the hatred come out, like the tweets. That's when you know, little aggregation, little you know, little little. <clears throat> viral thing here and there hating on nico like i, I think we could see it then and okay. i think people are gonna be less people think you are less and less impressed with his resume too like like you don't hear a lot of like oh nico's you know he doesn't get a lot of props and that was really what we were gassing him up for in the first place is his like you know like that's all we knew him from it was oh yeah he's uh, he's got a great relationship with everybody da, 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 da. well you know like where is everybody it's it's gonna it's gonna turn into a thing where the where only had, no. thing we gave him props for is gonna be a thing we like you know it, it, we'll see the honeymoon we'll, we'll... the honeymoon phase is quickly I, I yeah I think end. the JaVale McGee thing is what puts the nail in the coffin for me I think like oh it puts the nail in the coffin like as like to choose the D, D like to choose the Nico Harrison you know and then the front office need to do better. That's why we're dealing with the team that we are. Um, and, and especially when obviously, obviously like the Gore and Drogic stuff yeah. and like, you know, these different things that seem like layups that seem like, oh yeah, let's just pencil them in on the team. Like there's no reason why we shouldn't have that. Um, Here's a question. Another, another follow-up. Are we dealing with a Nico Harrison problem? Are we dealing with a Donnie Nelson problem? <laughs> or are we dealing with a Mark cuban problem um because i gotta say some of these moves or non-moves feel like like business as usual the the goran dragic sweepstakes of like will we or won't we for almost a year a guy who wants to play here and yet we inexplicably do not sign him only to end up with facundo campazo Though that feels like prime Donnie Nelson <laughs> picking up JaVel nice. McGee, a a washed up old center, feels like prime Donnie Nelson, but it's not. You say let Donnie Nelson is the ghost GM of the no, 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 no. I'm saying we keep doing the same things. Who is the common denominator? I mean, he's his actual seed <sighs> is in the Mavs, bro. Like, like, like he's literally. Like his fingerprints are on everything. I think he, he's trying to say is Mark. No, Cuban. Mark Cuban is the. I'm trying to oh, say yeah, that the yeah. common. You're Donnie going on Nelson, about yeah. Cuban. 
Oh, yeah. my bad, my bad. Yeah, facts. I I, I wonder. There there is the it. I think it it needs to go. Needs to be said that Luca is not the easiest person to build around because he because you need because he's not the best on defense. So you need to have defenders on the floor. So that's I think that's why we've overinvested into defenders who can't shoot, and that's why we feel like oh like we're never going to give up on them because we need their I defense. I call BS <clears throat> on Luca is not easy to build around. I call BS. Well, just like from on the defensive side of the ball, that's what I'm saying. We I messed like up. We messed up emphasizing the the defensive three uh, and D trend. That's like a buzzword that writers use. That's probably like infected uh, actual locker rooms. It's and, like it's strategy. the reason. It's the reason we drafted Josh Green, and I love the boy Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. But <laughs> it's it's the reason we got Reggie Bullock. It's the yeah. reason we got. It's the reason we got Jay Rich. It's the reason. I mean, we. It's the reason why every offseason we're like, okay, is this the three and D guy that does it for us? Is this the guy? Um, yeah, like our franchise is is so preoccupied with stuff that does not equal winning. <laughs> you know, I think, like and I think Luca gets away with he covers up a lot of the mistakes that these guys would make because he's so otherworldly and because like he can, you know. He can actually polish turds mid-game. Um, <laughs> I've seen it happen. Somebody's having an off-shooting night, and then Luca finds them like for the game winner or whatever, and um, gets them super open. I think a lo- I think that the this could be fixed with a trade or with a you know what is, signing. What is the fix? What is the solution? The fix is so- another solution-oriented pod. <laughs> we are a solution-oriented podcast. Listeners, think, we're gonna we're gonna lead you to to a positive place by the time we end this. <laughs> God, I hope so. Yeah, I, I think. What's the solution? The solution has to be finding another ball handler and and giving uh, that way that these helpless Mavs players that can't dribble <laughs> give them a chance to uh, focus on you know setting picks, getting rebounds, playing defense, and then you've got. Luca Dinwiddie and third ball handler to you know get the offense churning to you know um, just take the pressure off. You can tell these guys are just not comfortable with the ball in like okay they're like looking for Luca like with their head on a swivel like oh god where is he like I don't know what to do with the ball and this is my hardcore analysis over here but I <laughs> I think a, a third ball handler would help out a lot so. I, I'm curious if we trade maybe uh, like Tim Hardaway Jr. or and I'm curious on what pieces anyone might be interested in. What can if you, you look get? On, what can you right? get? Because yeah. like I'd love to to pull in you know Bradley Beal or whatever, but we definitely don't have the pieces for that. We we have a draft pick in this upcoming draft, I believe. Um, but I I think we're holding on to that one for a future star. But in the meantime. Can we trade one of our role players or two of our, like our Davis Bertans, Tim Hardaway Jr. trade package? That seems like to be the go-to for anybody on the trade machine. Can we turn that into well, a Those ball are hand? the go-tos because both of them add up to like 32 million in cap <laughs> space. Right. It's not right. because they can get those players. <laughs> Davis Bertans and Tim Hardaway Jr. are not worth much at all. Their value is in making the math work. It's their value right. is not on the basketball court. Or jumping him off to a team 
that like just needs to chill out or i mean Bertans is expensive as hell but i mean bro like i i want i want kd bro give me somebody whip up a package with kd and ben i will like i want it like i'll like oh, like man. let's re let's yeah, give me KD. I Yo, want Durant, bro. Luka, it's gonna take, it's gonna take a hero. For, it's gonna take another Durant. hero. It's gonna take a hero. It's gonna take a hero, bro. It's gonna take a hero. And it, look, it might be Ben. No, yep. no. Mavs fans, not. listen to me. Mavs fans, listen to it's me. It's not. Look, Ben and Andrew are about to look. They're about to. They're about to. We're about to hate on Ben Simmons right now. I get it. But dude, our team sucks. <laughs> Reggie Bullock is Ben Simmons. <laughs> For half the season. Dude, ben Simmons forgot yeah, about but here's, a, here's the thing. I'm not paying. What is Ben Simmons? He's like contract is 28 million. And it goes up like yeah, incrementally no. to like 60 million in a couple of years. Something insane like that. He's not making 60 million a year. But it's yeah, something but insane. It, it, is, it is insane. It is insane. Okay, he's on a crazy, crazy contract. Yeah. Here's. Okay. So. So I'm hearing a lot of like trade, 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 trade. I am here to offer. I I do agree with you that this it feels like we need to make a move, and I know we're trying to hold on to that pick. I I like. I want us to hold on to that pick. Um, I'm a big. <clears throat> I'm. I keep hoping one of these days the Mavs will get good at drafting. Um, I am kind of in team. Uh, hang on to that pick. Uh. But I think I think anybody not named Luca. <clears throat> luckily, I think you have the pieces that you can move. May are not going to get you a big time star, but they can potentially get you younger, and they can get you. Um, like there are teams out there that don't need, say, like Jordan Clarkson. Utah Jazz might not need him much longer. Mike Conley. Um, teams that are not trying to contend. Um, but that have pieces that we could give them a Maxi or a Dwight or a Bertans or a Timmy. But I also think that there are maybe contenders that need a three-point shooter off the bench, and we can yeet Tim Hardaway into the sun um, to get literally anything back. I, I've seen it pointed out more, more and more recently that the Dallas Mavericks are not really a young team. Luka Doncic is 23 and is a young phenom, but Dwight is over 30. Maxi is pushing 30. Dorian is pushing 30. Reggie, I believe, is 31 or 32. Um, not to not to mention anything of JaVel McGee is 38. So, like a lot of these guys that we have been counting on for for better or worse, we've been counting on them for 30 plus minutes a night, they're not getting any younger. And my concern is that is less so like, I think Luca can handle it to a certain extent. What I'm more concerned about is that we're going to grind some of these guys down to, to where they're no longer, you know, no longer available and no longer like waste away assets. Yeah. It's let it depreciate. So, so in my mind, it's like, look, offload these assets when they're the most worthwhile um, I think a lot of teams would want to pick up somebody like Maxi or Dorian or even Reggie who are at an affordable price point, who are at a low cost price point, but who can play solid minutes like 20, 25 minutes a night. Um, Facts, I am also team. I am also team barring a trade. 
I am team. Show me some Jaden Hardy and put Christian Wood in the starting lineup already. <laughs> I am. I am team. We there has to like we have seen through the first 14 games, whatever we're doing right now is not working. So the most drastic changes that I can think of is Christian Wood plays 35 minutes a night and he starts next to Luca. And maybe we see Jaden Hardy off the bench, but like there, we need to inject some sort of life and barring, <laughs> barring a trade to get that. I'm, I'm all in on like, look, we gotta, we gotta know what we have in Christian Wood. If we have anything, we got to figure out what we have in Jaden Hardy. If we have anything or move on, but like him sitting in the Texas legends is not doing anything for me. Um, yeah. End of and rant. I, and, I, <laughs> and I think the, that the theory has been thrown out. I've also seen that the maps are kind of showcasing to Hardaway jr. They're kind of saying like, Hey, you know, and, and that might just, maybe it just seems that way uh, because maps can want him off the team, but he's he's obviously got the green light right like 28 like, points on 26 <laughs> shots is not what i would call showcasing well the the Mavs may want to showcase him and then tim puts out a performance like that and you know that um, is the equivalent of like rolling something out to the curb and being like look anybody <laughs> want it <laughs> look, look at this <clears throat> yeah free, I, free pickup <laughs> I'm curious on how going forward, what 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 does the second half of Mavericks basketball look like going forward? What are we going to change? What is is what is kid going to mix with the line? We're not even in second half. We're in the first like fifteen percent of the season. <laughs> no, like ha- second half of games. Second half of games look like oh, because right half of game, oh, yeah of yeah meta yeah yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Because we're, we're great in the first half. We're terrible in the second half. And I think we just have to get the lineups right where the defenders don't have to worry about creating offense, where the defenders don't, you know, feel like they have to do too much, and then the offense can just focus on, you know, just uh, getting buckets. Like, if Christian Wood is on the floor, he doesn't have to worry about defense as much as long as Maxi Kleba is there to – uh you know, to help defend on, on the weak side, things like that. I think they so, have been doing that, and that's kind of the problem. I I am team – I think the second half woes will be fixed when we figure out our depth lineup, when we figure out the best possible lineup to have on the floor. And I think that is some combination of Luca and Christian Wood playing at the same time. Um, it could be Luca, Spencer, Dorian, Maxi would that might that maybe is a little bit or it could be like more like five out or you know luca spencer josh green dorian and when dorian at the four but i think i think right now either jason kidd is unwilling to play that kind of lineup or they haven't figured out how to play that lineup but i think once we figure out what is what is the ideal mavericks team to put on the floor because the starting five is not it currently and the closing five is not it currently um you're on mute jay (laughs) (laughs) yeah very annoying i i'm i'm curious 
on yeah on what these next games look like and, and how Luca's coming back from rest. Um, obviously, we you know we'd love to see the role players step up, but we can't. We we early from what we've seen this season, we can't rely on the role players to be there every night. And and then the burden goes to Luca to Chris Wood, and then you know to Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Okay. It's it, it's a weird place to be where you're barely winning these games that you feel like you're gonna lose, and then the games that you feel like you should win without the be- the other team's best player, you're losing those. Uh, yeah. Um, this does not feel like a team that made the Western Conference Finals last year. No, it does not feel like it. Did. That I think that is the <clears throat> that is the frustrating thing about this is it feels like we have taken a step back when we should have been taking a step forward. Josh um, Green started, bro. Like he hasn't yeah. he started in what in March. He started yeah. a long time ago. He's not a starter. And like think back to the Rick era, bro. Like think think about back how how Rick treated the young rookie. You know, like I mean, I, he was way underdeveloped, but you know that was a long time ago. But still. Like he was, he wasn't anywhere close to the starting lineup, and now it's like now we're begging for Josh Green. It's, I mean, yeah. something's going on. Something's going on. Yeah, we kind of. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to to digging out the history books and like comparing this to the LeBron teams, the early LeBron years, because, oh. because I mean, who? Yeah, like mm. I'm, I'm starting to look at these guys and and. And it's, it's it's almost like there's a lot of Ilgauskas here. Do I even know you? Yeah, like do I even there's know a, you? A lot of are you, are you a, lot, <laughs> a lot of Drew Goodens here. Yeah, this this locker Jordan? room <laughs> this locker room smells like Booby Gibson. Yeah, this, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> smells smells a lot like uh, Delonte West up yeah. in here. Mm. Okay, uh, we have we have back to back home games against the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets, good team. We've played pretty well against good teams. They are also missing their best player. Both uh, best Nick, players. Both the best players. We have played like dog shit against teams that are missing their best players. Ben, how does it go? Back-to-back games. At home against her. We've also been great at home. How do, what The immovable object meets the unstoppable force. What's happening? Are do the Mavs win these games? Um, I would hope so. I, yeah, I, no, I no, say, no. It's, give me give me an affirmative answer. Uh-huh. Come on, I say it with your say, chest. The, the Mavs win both of these games in different. I feel like in different ways. You get the home crowd excited, and Luca's back, and he balls out. And then the one in Denver, that's where it's tricky. But, no, but they're, think, they're both they're both at home. Oh, they're both at home. Okay. Well, yeah, then we win both of these because we're a good home team for some reason. But they're going to be dramatic. We're going to be up by 35 at halftime. And then uh, they're going to go on a 34-0 run, and it'll be a one-point game for the last, like, 12 minutes of the game. And then it'll go down to the last shot. That's what I'm predicting. There's your answer. I think we got two dubs. Two dubs. Uh, They already got odds up for for the first game tomorrow at 8.30. And I think the Mavs are eight, eight or nine point favorites, which is insane. Give me the and, nuggets and and the points. Yeah, give me I'm the nuggets and the points. <laughs> over under uh two hundred sixteen though, which is like 
pretty low for a basketball game. So like Vegas is catching up uh, on on the Mavs. Um, I don't think they've had a had a, a a bet be that low in a minute. So I mean, looks like it's going to be a low scoring affair. But I'm I'm going to take the Nuggets. Uh, obviously, you know, I hope this the betting Mavs line win, brought but to I, you. I, by I like Fan the Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Nuggets. Uh, I'm probably going to take them. On on that uh on that nine point favorite though I think it's gonna be a classic, you know Mavs twenty twenty two classic where we're we're cutting it win close. by three, or you know what it could be yeah, another good reason to um to get the Nuggets on the spread, uh we're, we might just rest Luca again like why not bro like why not rest Luca they're gonna rest their guys it's load management season, like you know just chill out for a minute rest rest Christian Wood J Kid mm-hmm. you know why don't you like while while we're at it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm taking yeah. um I think the matter, I think we're gonna sweep them, but but I don't like the spread on it. <laughs> I don't like I don't like people. We seem to ball out against the nuggets. Ball them out, we're not going to I don't, I don't feel it's like some I, of our best wins have come against the nuggets. So true, I like true, I like the points yeah. you guys are making. I think I think simply about this. What is the most infuriating thing that the Mavericks could do? And to me, they could split. <laughs> they could win they could win one by like five points and then the next game they play like total ass and lose <laughs> and lose by like 18 so like schrodinger's and, cat like not yeah. dead not alive like <laughs> no simultaneously alive and dead at the same time okay yes but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um i think i think we somehow somehow some way we split these in the most absurd way possible um is there how do i bet that betting line that that just (laughs) i think it's too specific of mavericks mavericks absurdity (laughs) like (laughs) what do they just have on there's over 100 props in this casino right now so i'm sure there's something for you vegas where there's money there's (laughs) what how do i how do i get that parlay going (laughs) Mm. Mm -mm. oh my goodness um is there anything else you wanted to hit on i know we kind of hit the the main things you wanted to talk about like what what we think the causes are of, of the, this weird season. Uh, I really did not think we were going to have to turn on the trade machine this early. Right, dude. Yeah, I've never was, messed with the trade machine, but I'm, I'm I'm about to. I'm about to whip it out and like make some magic. <laughs> <laughs> are, y'all t- are y'all team Kyrie, team free Kyrie, or team like... Oh, you know, my like, God, no. Jay, I will end this Zoom I'm just playing. I'm, we we're not going to go there. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No! <laughs> I'm just oh trolling. my gosh like what if <laughs> i could be convinced to free nick claxton Nick Claxton. <laughs> yeah he did pretty play pretty good against us i could i could be convinced to free nick claxton i could be convinced to to free joe harris um uh, or uh, i could good? be convinced to free seth curry for the fourth time <laughs> oh this is the last one there, there was a rumor that the Mavericks are interested in Gordon Hayward on the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, he's white okay. enough. He's, <laughs> yeah. okay. he's, he's white enough. White enough. Um, he's, uh, he's averaging 17 points. He's a ball handler. He could be a third ball handler, but we're paying, we would have to pay him like 30 million and he's been injured for eight games because of a shoulder injury. How do so, we? How would we acquire 
Gordon Hayward. We'd have to send like Dwight Powell, Josh Green, and everybody. Somebody else. Um, mm. I just don't want to take a risk on another injured player. Um, I think we can do better. It'd be Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, Josh Green, and then a 2025 first-round pick. Oh, no first-rounder. You get uh-huh. Gordon Hayward and P.J. Uh-huh. Washington. I'll take that, bro. I'll take that. I'm sorry. I'll take that. I like that. Um, Give me more of that. <laughs> That's the one I saw on Twitter. Yeah. That's not the best trade for it, though. PJ Washington. I mean, <clears throat> but we got to we gotta aim for KD, bro. We got to, I don't know why we, why is Wait, that not PJ part of the Washington is thrown in there as a sweetener? I think so. I mean, if we get both of them, because I think that solves the, the depth issue if you trade, you know, Dwight and Maxie and, and Tim. It'll be Tim, Josh Green, and Dwight. PJ Washington makes us younger, for sure. Gordon Hayward makes us a little bit older, so it balances out. <laughs> eh, yeah, I I don't. I like it. that, bro. I don't hate it as much as I I think I would. And and Gordon Hayward's contract is expiring soon ish, isn't it? I don't know. Do we know the guy that just beat up his wife? Is, is, he, is he? No, that's is he available. It's Miles Anybody. Bridges. Miles. Oh, Bridges. I thought that. I thought that was the same guy too. Okay, I thought it wasn't just me. Thought that. Um, yeah, it's. I, I think we can do better. Um, we'll see which teams like the Hornets are going to be like selling. Maybe we can get Terry Rozier. It's another one um, from the Hornets. Scary Terry. Now that I am on board with. If we could find a way to get Scary Terry, like for Tim Hardaway Jr. and Bertons or whatever, I'd be all on board for that. You'd have to throw in a first rounder for Scary Terry, <laughs> though, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully we can get get some more movement uh, over these next few next few games. We can show out, um, get some dubs. We'll see, and and hopefully. We can figure out maybe if the Mavs are looking to trade somebody, maybe, um, maybe we can find out what what they're looking for, or or maybe new trade opportunities will, will pop up, and we will bring them to you here on Buckets and Beyond. Um, we hope you had fun on this late night edition. We recorded um, at eight p- eight p.m., <laughs> but that's a lot later than we normally do. Bro, you did not need to share that. You just <laughs> it's a late night pod. It's a late but night yes. pod. Uh, so don't don't worry about the time. Usually we air with the Saturday morning cartoons, but tonight <laughs> we're airing with uh, with Nick at Night and NCIS. Yeah, uh, there you go. Prime so, time. And uh, Law yeah. and Order moved, in, moved into prime time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in uh, to Buckets and Beyond, and uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond, and then. You can follow us on Twitter at Buckets Beyond, which may be crumbling um, at per this recording, but check us out regardless. Give us a review on, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We just really appreciate you guys for tuning in, and we are out of here. Adios.